Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. I want to thank you for joining us with this broadcast. I have a special message for you today. In fact, I'm going to suggest a New Year's resolution. I realize many people don't make New Year's resolutions, and those who do generally break them. I'm going to give you one that's worth keeping, and I'll describe how to keep it. But the resolution that I am going to suggest, now hold on, don't don't be shocked, but I'm going to have a real easy plan to do this, but the resolution is this, to read through the entire New Testament this year. Now, today I'm going to have a two-part show. The first part is going to be, why? Why should we read through the New Testament this year? And in order that your resolution doesn't end up on Craigslist with your Nordic track around the time you file your taxes this spring, in other words, that's when most resolutions are long gone, we're going to describe the importance of the why before we get in the second part of our show, to the how. But why should we read through the New Testament this year? What value would it have, and particularly for families? You remember on this show, I've done a series entitled Transformative Parenting, and in my estimation, it's one of the most important things we've done on Faith and Family in a decade and a half We now have those shows collected on two CDs. We're getting those out to our supporters and such. But basically, what we try to do in that series, Transformative Parenting, is to offer solutions for the massive washout that's going on amongst 20- and 30-year-olds. And these were 20- and 30-year-olds who were raised in the church, who were a part of youth groups during their teen years, and they go off to college or the post-college years, and they're wandering away from the faith. And this is going on in huge numbers. The majority of both Protestant and Catholic youth are wandering away. Now, in that series, we identified a prime cause why that's happening. There's multiple reasons, but a prime cause was that hearts were untouched. You see, a bare intellectual kind of a classroom-only approach often leaves the heart untouched, often leaves the young person without that personal encounter with Christ, which Pope Benedict says is a mark of a true Christian encountering Christ himself. Isaiah chapter 29 and verse 13 put it this way, and the Lord said, because this people draws near with their mouth and honors me with their lips, while their hearts are far from me, and their fear of me is a commandment of men learned by rote. So what you have is that a lot of, quote, religious information is going into the mind, and that does need to be done. But what happens when the external constraints of family life are removed as a young person moves out in his or her own, well, what happens if the heart isn't touched? They wander away from the faith. And there's another prime cause. As I mentioned, there's not just one cause for young people 
basically washing out in their faith life. But another prime cause is that we are living in an age when wickedness is multiplied. Now, in previous years, I used to spend a lot of time trying to substantiate that. But if you don't think we're living in an age when wickedness is multiplied, well, I just don't know what to say because it seems so evident. And it's dangerous making predictions. As Yogi Berra said, it's particularly dangerous making predictions about the future. But I would predict that wickedness will continue to multiply in our country, in our culture, and it will be affecting our young people. Now listen to this from the very lips of Jesus when he was warning about the end times, both the end times of Jerusalem and as we approach the end times in human history, he said in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12, and because wickedness is multiplied, most men's love will grow cold. Now think with me for a minute these words of Jesus. Wickedness is multiplying. If you're with me on there, then Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, says because of that, most men's love will grow cold. And for love to grow cold Logically, it means at one point it must have been warm or hot. Jesus wasn't talking about those guys out there. He was talking about people of faith. For love to grow cold, you have to have a certain point in your life when love was warm. Your heart was really touched by God. And there's a real danger living in a world like ours where wickedness is multiplying that any of our hearts from mine to yours, to your children, to your neighbor, to the kids in your parish, the people in your parish, love can grow cold when wickedness multiplies. So what's the solution to that? Well, the solution to hearts growing cold in an age of wickedness, we identified as hearts transformed by the grace of God and that are aflame with the Holy Spirit, that have the heart that's filled with the warmth and the love for God. And we just don't push this on our kids. It doesn't come just from, you know, passing a book or having them sit in a classroom. It comes person to person. Jesus came in person. He discipled his followers with his message and conveyed to them his life so they in turn could pass it on through the generations of the church. So mom and dad, if you're listening, you are the key for transferring anything of lasting worth to your children. I'm talking about the internal spiritual formation of your child's heart. Parents are the primary drivers of this. And right along with parents are also teachers, CCD instructors, youth leaders, scout leaders. But for any adult to pass a transformative experience on to a child, they must have it themselves. Now, I have a solution that's directly connected to our topic today, a solution for living in an age 
when there's a great tendency for hearts to grow cold. And it's directly connected with the scriptures. In Luke chapter 24, you have two men walking down the Emmaus Road with Jesus Christ. And they had their preconceptions of what the Messiah would do and how he would come. And when Christ had been crucified and then died, all their hopes were dashed. And then Jesus began from the very beginning of the Old Testament to open up the scriptures and explain how all of these scriptures applied to him. And when they got to the end of their journey, they said this in Luke chapter 24 and verse 32. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? So you see, we're going to have a divided road increasingly ahead of us. And again, I'm not talking about the bad guys. There's plenty of bad guys in our world. I'm talking about Catholic Christians. There's a great tendency, hear me on this, for love to grow cold in the type of world we are living in. Because Jesus warned us of this. But on the same token, no matter what happens in our world, if our hearts burn within us with love for Christ, we're not going to fall off the wagon, so to speak, that so many seem to be doing, especially young people. And so what we want is the scriptures to transform us with hearts that are very much alive. Now, somebody listening saying, okay, well, that was really great for the two guys walking down the Emmaus Road with Jesus himself. What am I supposed to do this new year? Well, it's this. Listen to one of my favorite sentences in the entire Catechism of the Catholic Church. It's one short sentence from section 104. Listen to this. In the sacred books, the Father who is in heaven, comes lovingly to meet his children and talks with them. Now, this isn't New Age mumbo-jumbo. This isn't some off-the-wall religious fanatic. This is the studied teaching of our church. In the sacred books, God himself comes lovingly to meet his children and talks with them. Now, this this is what causes a heart to be transformed. This is the engine for transformative parenting and transformed children and teenagers and 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and all of us. When the Father comes and talks with us through the medium of the Scriptures, It's a personal encounter with the living God. Here's another verse from the Bible, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11. It says, For the word of God is living and active. You know, there's one point 
in my life where I thought the Bible had to be the most boring book in the world. It would literally put me to sleep trying to read it. And then all of a sudden, I came to the point and realized that, particularly if you pray before you read it, sincerely pray, and I don't think it, in my opinion, makes a whole lot of difference what the words are, as long as it's an honest intention asking God to speak to you through these scriptures. That word, which can be for many, as it was for me, boring and dry and lifeless, can become living and active, unlike any book on earth. There is nothing like this. The Word of God is living and active. It says it it pierces to the division of soul and spirit, even to the intentions of the heart. You see, you put the living Word that's active, and you open your heart and asking God to communicate to the depth of your being, not just to have some Bible factoid so you can go on a a TV game show and win Bible trivia. That's not the point here. The point is to have a communication that's live and active from heaven that gets into the recesses of your heart. That transforms a person at the depths of his or her being. And when that happens, the external circumstances, including increasing wickedness in the world, isn't going to allow you to wash out. So what a worthy New Year's resolution to read through the New Testament in a year, this year, yet with the intention of building a strong personal relationship with God that springs from the very depths of your being with the Word of God there, living and active. So that's why we want to read through the New Testament this year with the goal of meeting God our Father and having Him communicate to the depths of our being, transforming us into the likeness of His Son. This is what it's all about. Now, how do we do that? This is the second part of Faith and Family you're listening to. I'm your host, Steve Wood, and I'm going to give you seven rather easy steps for reading through the New Testament this year. Okay, you ready? Seven steps. If you want to write them down, that's great too. Step number one, get a good translation of the Bible in a convenient size. I'll say that again. Get a good translation of the Bible in a convenient size. And that last little bit, convenient size, is pretty important. I strongly recommend what's called the Revised Standard Version, the Catholic edition, and there's letters that go with that called the RSV for Revised Standard Version, and then RSVCE, which is the Catholic edition of the Revised Standard Version. It's published by Ignatius Press. Now, I'm recommending a go-everywhere-with-you-sized Bible this year. Not one that's necessarily—I mean, you can get a big one, and you can get it in large print and everything else, but the trouble with those is they are often occupying a very stable place on your bookshelf, and they're in your bookshelf but not in your heart. And I'm wanting something that will go with you to work, 
lunch breaks, campus, the doctor's office. If you have to go to the doctor's office, you can catch up on a whole week's worth of reading the New Testament in a lot of doctor's offices. So you want a size to go with you. I strongly recommend for this year, if your goal is to read through the New Testament, and I'm holding a copy in my hands of the Ignatius New Testament and Psalms. It's four and a half inches wide, seven inches long, and I tried it just before the broadcast. It does fit into my back pocket. It will fit into your purse. It will go easily into your backpack, your briefcase, easy for you to carry with you wherever you go in the next year. And uh, it retails for $19.95. If you have Amazon Prime, it's $16.38. And I highly recommend this Ignatius New Testament and Psalms. And again, you want to look for the size. It's 4.5 inches by 7 inches. There's an alternative called the Compact Ignatius Revised Standard Version, and that has the entire Catholic Bible, New Testament and Old Testament. It's a bit thicker, a bit smaller print, and in a certain way, it's more intimidating. I really want you to succeed at this, and I think it's worth spending $16.38 to draw near God the Father. So, I'm really recommending the New Testament and Psalms. It's such a convenient size. It's user-friendly, nice size print, and this is your goal for the year. So you want to get a good translation of the Bible in a convenient size. Any Bible will do. Any Bible you have will do, but I'm particularly recommending this one. Again, it's the Ignatius New Testament and Psalms, and I'll explain how the Psalms fit in in just a minute. Uh, step number two is just um, for those who are like me, I can't read without a highlighter pen. I just like to preserve something, and in particular when I'm reading the Bible, if something really tends to speak to me, I want to highlight it so I can kind of come back and find those gems, and it's a very easy way to kind of refresh yourself. Well, when you're reading the Bible, you don't want to use a liquid highlighter like I use with most books that I read. You want a non-liquid gel highlighter because the pages of a Bible are very thin. In a liquid highlighter, the normal highlighter will bleed through, but if you get a gel highlighter, and these are available in any office supply store, then you can highlight your Bible and it will not bleed through the pages. Okay, that's step two for those who like highlighters, and it's a great way to kind of preserve those moments you have when you experience, in a special way, the Father speaking to you through the pages of the Scripture. All right, step number three is I encourage you to listen to the New Testament as well as read it. Um, there are so many options available today I would imagine that many, if not most of you listening to this broadcast, have a smartphone, and many of you may have a tablet as well. Did you know there are, if you just Google um, New Testament or reading the New Testament or New Testament download or New Testament apps, there are so many available you just Google it. Uh, there are actually free downloads of the New Testament, read the New Testament in a year downloads. And personally, 
Uh, I prefer a simple narration of the scripture text. I don't like the dramatization versions of the scripture, although some people might. To me, I like the straight narration, but there's free downloads. And be aware that although Catholics and Protestants have differences regarding what book should be in the Old Testament, for the New Testament, there's full agreement between Protestants and Catholics. And so basically, you just want to get a New Testament and begin listening to it. And in fact, in the days of the New Testament church, the scriptures were primarily read by being read aloud, just like you do in Mass. And if you go through the New Testament, say the average chapter will probably take you something like five to seven minutes to listen to. So you could be driving to work and listen to a chapter of scripture and then catch up on all the uh, ESPN sports news from what happened the night before. If your average commute, I would imagine, is over seven minutes long, you got plenty of time to listen to other things. Just begin your commute, begin your day, or just sit in an easy chair in your porch and listen to your smartphone as it's narrated to you. And it's kind of interesting sometimes, too, if you have one of these narrations. I have it on my smartphone. I have it on my tablet. Sometimes, like this morning, I was eating breakfast, listening to the scriptures, and then reading them as they were being narrated to me. So you kind of have a double input, both through the eye and through the ear. So listening as well as reading is a very easy way to speed your reading through the New Testament. And for many of you who may have tried to read through the New Testament in a year and failed— I think if you find, if you simply combine the reading in the traditional way as well as listening, you might experience success where you maybe didn't before, okay? That was step three, listen as well as read. Here's step four, have a simple plan, okay? I'm going to give you a very simple plan. There are 260 chapters in the New Testament. Read a chapter a day. That's it. Not complicated. In other words, whenever you start, and by the way, you don't have to start January 1st. With my plan, you could start the first day of spring and still get through the entire New Testament this year. But whenever you start, just start going and read a chapter a day. That's it. If you get this Ignatius New Testament and Psalms that I recommended, they have uh, two ribbons in there, and so you just put your ribbon where you last read, and then the next day you pick up from there. Um, if you are wanting to listen on your way to work to see where you've read to and you want to listen to another chapter, just punch in on your smartphone where you want to have narrated to you, and off you go. Now, somebody might ask, so what am I supposed to do once I hit my goal? Well, here's, here's my suggestion. This is optional. Because basically, just read a chapter a day, you'll get through the New Testament this year in very easy form. And you can even miss a few days here and there, and you'll still get through the New Testament in perfect shape. But let's just say you really want to go at it. Um, why not read the Psalms as well as the New Testament? The Psalms are an expression of praise and worship and prayer to God. Um, I call them the uh, almost like God's prescription pad in the sense that you can never be happier 
than the joy expressed in the Psalms, and you can never be sadder, more depressed, or stressed than what you'll find expressed in the Psalms and prayers for situations like that. So there's 150 Psalms, there's 260 chapters in the New Testament. That adds up to 410 chapters. Yeah, that's not gonna fit in the 365 days, but if you just read two chapters a day during Lent, you'll make it through the entire New Testament and Psalms, and this delightful little volume from Ignatius Press, the New Testament and Psalms, you'll read through the whole thing. Just read a chapter a day, and during Lent, read two chapters a day, and you'll cover not only the New Testament, but the Psalms as well. Step five, how to keep your goal and make it through the spring or summer slump you may experience. Recruit another friend or family member to join you in the adventure. Two are better than one when making any kind of commitment or New Year's resolution. And why not, if you're a parent, offer to any child who so desires, not forced, who so desires, offer them a free copy of that Ignatius New Testament and Psalms. Um, offer it to your children who may want to join you in reading through the New Testament. I can't think of a better way to spend $16.38. Now, what do I do if I find a confusing passage and I want to understand what it means? Well, there I don't want to confuse you too much here, but there is an Ignatius Catholic Study Bible New Testament. Now, this is a big, thick volume but a study Bible has the passage of Scripture you're reading and has an explanation on the bottom of the page. If you want something to explain things that you get curious about, you can have that volume at home in addition to this little volume that you take around with you. So there's the Ignatius Catholic New Testament and Psalms, and there's the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible. Okay, And if you look on Amazon, they're listed right next to each other, so don't get them confused. One's big, one's four and a half by seven. Step seven is probably the most important. Pray before you read. This can be the most boring book in the world, or it can be the book where the Heavenly Father comes lovingly and speaks to his children, to you, and transforms your heart. You've been listening to episode 58 of Faith and Family. Until next time, this is Steve Wood reminding you of the words of St. John Paul II. The future of the world and of the church passes through the family. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at familylifecenter.net. To order a CD copy of today's broadcast, order online at www.familylifecenter.net.